This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Today on the show, Hannah Everingham. She's only in her early 20s and coming from a family with an established musical pedigree, it was likely Hannah would go down the same path. She's a singer-songwriter, producer, performer and is also doing science and languages at Canterbury University. Smart cookie? You betcha. But with her debut EP released earlier this year, does Hannah have the killer instinct to make it big on the New Zealand scene? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hannah Everingham on 96.9 Plains FM. Hannah, I want to kick off with um, the first time music came Mm -hmm. into your life, first time you heard it and went, what's this? I think for me, I always grew up in a household of there was just music playing a lot. You know, there's just music always on. But for me, possibly strongest strongest childhood memory of that when you're listening to a song and you just suddenly, you're just in love with it, would be, we used to go on family holidays to Golden Bay and we'd go off on the big horn. And, you know, the, back in the days of CDs, you'd put the Shrek CD I on. I remember tapes, but keep yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, just those CDs, like, and then you'd just play them and you'd just listen to them for hours on end. So we're talking Shrek soundtrack? Shrek 2, definitely. Yeah. So what was your um, highlight of Shrek 2? There's a song by the Eels on it. I don't even remember what it's called, but okay. something. We'll have to do some research yeah. on that. I need some sleep. You can't go on like this. I tried counting sheep, but there's one I always miss. Okay, so... Very musical family, car trips, mm. Golden Bay. Sounds a very sort of idyllic New Zealand <laughs> upbringing, would yeah. you say so? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, probably. Um, parents musical? Mum um, learned piano and she, was, she got us lessons when we were kids. So we always had a piano at home and yeah, got lessons early, I think. Just kind of went from there, started on the piano and now I'm here. So. Was it something you enjoyed? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Sometimes we laugh about it at home because there were definitely times where you'd go to a lesson and you hadn't practiced. And when I learned the guitar, it was the same. Like you'd go to a lesson and you hadn't really done anything, but it was still, it was still an overall good experience. I think due to the teachers that we had, Laurie Seal, he was great. How many kids in the Everingham family? Uh, four altogether. Okay. Now I have interviewed Matt. Yep. Before he's your elder brother. Yep. The other two, who are they? Yeah, so there's Matt's my older brother, then I have an older sister, Lizzie, and a young sister, Rebecca, as well. Have they got into music? We all we all learnt piano. Lizzie's in local choir here, Christchurch Youth Choir, and Rebecca's still at high school, but she's plays music into music as well. So Okay, so there's an obvious question. Well, actually, you haven't talked much about your dad. He sings loudly, really loudly, sometimes. Dad never had any formal music lessons or anything. I think he might have tried cello for like a term when he was a kid or something. So there have been plenty of piano lessons yeah, uh, and there were guitar lessons at, yeah. at some point. So yep. obviously there'd be sort of some set songs you would learn. When did you mm-hmm. start playing songs that you wanted to play? Mm. P- 
piano was where I kind of got more of a classical side, definitely. Um, and then guitar was where I started guitar, I think probably around 10 mm-hmm. lessons there. And guitar was often actually something that I ended up playing whatever I wanted to once I learned chords and I just did what I wanted, probably around 13, which was when it gets dangerous and you just kind of, you're not really practicing the pieces you meant to practice. <laughs> just playing other stuff. So yeah. what sort of music were you playing at that point? What sort of uh, covers, I say? Um, well, I had guitar lessons also at high school. I was doing, you know, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, stuff like that. And getting like NCA credits done and all that sort of thing. I did I did piano grades as well for a bit, but I stopped at about grade six because that was the point where I kind of was more interested into my, <laughs> into making my own stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, but yeah, I still play a lot of other stuff. So. so, how old were you when the sort of original side of things came along? Mm, Fourteen, I guess. And really bad. That really bad. seems to be a fairly common age. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, a change in lifestyle. Maybe yeah. you're a year into high school, or something. You're starting to really develop your own opinions, and maybe some some independence mm. or something. What was the name of the very first song you wrote? Oh, I don't even think it had a name, but I do sometimes find the old notebooks that I had. Oh, and they're bad. They're not great. I think, yeah, starting high school. And you also become more aware of, like, other musicians out there and stuff. And you start kind of finding your own stuff to say, I guess. Were there any contemporaries at high school, any of your friends who were also into the the original side of things? Yeah, I went to a pretty small school. But I always, one of my good friends, we always did music together. For me, it was kind of often a personal thing and for a long time especially at high school it wasn't it wasn't till the end of high school that I was like happy to share music that I'd made with other people I remember I wrote a piece for the school jazz band or whatever but that wasn't that was final year of high school it kind of wasn't until that point that I was comfortable enough (laughs) to so what else were you studying uh at high school alongside uh the music stuff I always did a mix I always made life hard for myself and didn't really you know, um, I did physics and maths and English and geography and classics and music. So quite a brainy bunch, um, <laughs> I would say, the Everingham's are. Because you're at uh, university now, was it Canterbury? Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. what are you studying now? I'm studying a double degree. So I'm, I'm <laughs> still doing physics in the science degree mm-hmm. and then Spanish and music in my arts degree. Okay, so that begs the question. Obviously, there is uh, an mm-hmm. aptitude for the... Uh, for the sciences and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, language related mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, where does Hannah want to go? Where does her heart lie? Is there one road or are there many? This has been the hard thing for me because, like, I love music. That's really where I see myself going. I can see physics and a bit of Spanish. Who knows? I'll end up in Spain somewhere. But um, I can see myself going down into, like, sound design, engineering, that kind of area. Yeah. Physics is cool, I think. What about being on stage, though? Yeah. Do you get a kick performing yeah. live? Yeah, definitely. Which I don't imagine you're going to get when you've you know, designed mm. uh, an I amazing know. auditorium. I know. Unless you're in that auditorium enjoying yeah. an acoustically brilliant performance. Yeah, and uh, it probably sounds, this. to be fair, I kind of say that, I tell that to people sometimes that I meet because I know that you tell them that you want to be a musician and they'll look at you weirdly. <laughs> Uni sometimes. It's strange. Maybe just because there are a lower 
percentage yeah. of performers that that make yeah. it. We're not really saying, oh, he wanted to be a lawyer, but he didn't mm. make it. I know. Yeah. I know. That's the thing. So sometimes I back that up with, oh, yeah, sound design. Mm. Because here's something it, you can hold on to. Because like, it's pra- exactly. It's you know? practical. It's tangible. Mm. And then the, the Spanish side, mm-hmm. at least... Um, your colouring, do you think you've got any Spanish in you? <laughs> well, we've got a missing, oh, my grandmother's grandmother, missing grandfather. Ah. So there's a missing person, it but could. that's a great, great, great way, grandfather. Like so. Genealogy, it's yeah, fascinating, yeah. I tell you. Um, how do you describe your musical style? I would say more indie, I think, a lot of people. Just explain indie to me yeah well this is a good question um i don't I, like because it's supposed to it's does what it says on the tin yeah. it's kind of like it's country it's metal i kind of like i see myself as the biggest influences for me are folk jazz probably pop ish like those are three genres that i probably pull on more and then i kind of mush it together so give me this is, um, I'll, I'll give you 20 seconds to answer. Mm. We'll make it a bit of a competition. Okay. Folk, jazz, pop. Mm. Give me three artists or an artist in each of yeah. those categories yep. who, you know, is a fave of yours. So okay. fave folk oh. artist, fave jazz, fave pop. I think, okay, pop. Maggie Rogers, for me, is quite influence. Jazz, I'll say, I'll say Tom Mish. He can fit there. <laughs> Um, as as another influence of mine, and then probably Angus and Julia Stone kind of fit into that folk category, kind of where they were one of the first CDs I got given, and as a guitarist, they were one of the f- first groups that I listened to and heard like guitar in a big way. Now you say Maggie Rogers, mm. and I wouldn't put her in the pop category. I know she's popular. Yeah, she's a, a female. Singer, mm. but mm. she's not a a, a Katy Perry yeah. or a Taylor Swift. Yeah, which would be sort yeah. of kind of kind of pure yeah. pop. Um, yeah. So you would say that you are a blend of of those kind yeah. of sounds. Yeah, Maggie Rogers is a good mix of a lot of yeah, like folk crossover. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly, but she she has quite a unique sound. Do we need to put ourselves in boxes? Mm. This has been my problem. I I'd say don't put yourself in a box because then. Because I personally struggle to find where I would fit. So it's easier for me to say, oh, I don't belong in a box, you know. Um, <laughs> because I'm just lazy and can't decide. I don't think it's lazy. I just think <laughs> it's the fact that we have to buy into that mm. corporate direction. Yep. And if we do want to make money, mm. then we have to go down the well-trodden mm. roads. Mm. I want to talk about influences very briefly. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some music coming up yep. very soon. And um, before the interview... Uh, we did talk about an artist called Still Woozy. Yep. Who is? Yep. I have no idea. So I'm very excited to uh, to hear this song. Uh, what's the song that you'd like to play? Uh, it's called Lucy. Still Woozy. He's a he's a um, artist in America. That for me, producing his own stuff was when I first heard it. I was like, yes, someone can make their own music, and it's really good. <laughs> 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 like, it's a revelation. Yeah, news. Um but yeah, it's called it's called Lucy and it's just good song. Good banger, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the sky like a photo, yeah And baby, we should never know yeah. If we don't, if we won't try We could live a life full of color If you want, if you want let me know We'll escape the pigeonhole It's our world, so go girl, let's get it on Well, I know that it's only time But let me see what's on your mind I can see what's on your mind What's on your mind? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hannah Everigan on 96.9 Plains FM. Hey, my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singleton Mingle. If you're looking for a top-notch screen printer for your next big shindig, then go down to see James at Against the Grain Screen Printing. He's been printing out t-shirts and merch for the Mingle for many, many moons. He's an absolute ledge, and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him. You're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the World Wide Web, atgscreen.co.nz. That's atgscreen.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hannah Everingham on Plains FM 96.9. Hannah, we just heard Lucy from Still Woozy, mm-hmm. Feet Odie. Yep. One of the best parts about the show is I get to hear new music. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a killer track. Yeah. Of course, with my old ears, I say Bowie, I say <laughs> Paul McCartney, um, even Ween. Mm. And you haven't heard mm. Ween. I'll look them up. So it's going to be an education. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, musical events. What was the first gig? That you went along to big, big memorable gig yep. that you went to. Uh, well, okay, I, I have this strong memory of going to the Wiggles as a kid. Another Wiggles oh, person, and wow. it was I remember, I remember just being scared, like scared. <laughs> like I think I had issues as a child of just large public events. I don't know what it was, but the Wiggles. I'm not going to say that was the first gig I went to because the first, okay, first gig that I went to and I loved. Like loved was probably like Laneway a couple of years ago. Okay, because it was just so good. So who was featuring at Laneway? Uh, there was a mix. There was like, oh, this year there was Gang of Youths, um, Georgia Smith, a lot of cool people. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Do you go for the festival or do you go for the artists? For the artists. Okay. More. Yep. Yeah. Any other festivals in New Zealand that um, yeah. you might go for the festival yeah. as opposed to the artist? Um, I've been to a lot of very cool gigs this year, Julia Jacklin and um, the Paper Kites. I think when you're under 18 too, it's like you kind of can't go to cool gigs. <laughs> How many original gigs do you reckon you've done? Um, well, this the gig that I did this year was the first gig What well, that was just me by myself mm-hmm. with like band and friends and yep. other musicians that I played with, mm-hmm. which was really cool. That was a really good night. Space Academy yep. was such a cool place to play, and they were so nice to work with. That would be my first standalone gig that I'm proud of. <laughs> what about prior to that, playing with other people or in groups or concerts or that kind of thing? Yeah, I've like I've gigged throughout the last couple of years, like you know, at bars, fatties a bit, and for you know, a couple of years ago, and then and this is sort of cover stuff. Yeah, mainly more cover stuff. Yeah. Starting, I've started studying music officially at university this year, so that's kind of opened a few more doors to other. Like, I did some gigs at the arts centre, stuff like that. But that does tend to be more cover stuff, 
which was why this year I was like, no, I'm organizing my own gig. In the short space of time when you've been doing your original things, what mm. sort of stood out to you? What's something you may have sort of changed in your preparation or perhaps your delivery mm. while you're on stage? In terms of what you're playing and like having intention behind what you're doing, like and like for my gig, I was like, no, I want to make this what I want to make it. It's about I'm allowed to kind of bring more of myself to it, I think, you know, because that's the purpose of it. Whereas often if you're doing cover gigs or you're playing at a background of a nice fancy dinner where there's 15 people there, that's nice and it's cool. And like everyone was there was lovely, but it's kind of not so much about you, I guess. It's definitely the, not about yeah. you. You're there to do a job yeah. to provide background yeah, exactly. music effectively. Yeah, um, which is like, I, I love doing that as well, but it's a change, I think, going. It's just a nice change to switch it up a bit. I normally ask a question, what would you say to a younger version of mm. yourself? But at 20, potentially, you might only be looking back <laughs> five years. Yeah. What do you want to achieve? Let's say, let's look forward to yeah. 20 years yep. in the future. Um, where do you want to see yourself? And we'll play this back in yeah. uh, 2039 <laughs> and uh, see how well you've done. Yeah. Um, no pressure. If the Yeah, well, that question of like, if, is there advice you'd give younger, your younger self? Yeah. I think it would apply to me in like 10 years time as yeah. well. To just, I think I, it's about trusting yourself. Okay. And like, you know, having faith in yourself that you can actually do it. Like, it took, it's taken me, you know, I could have gone straight into music as a university degree. Like, I probably should have really, but I didn't for some reason. So what did you do for the last couple of years? I did, well, I went into university, did the physics and Spanish, and that's been great. I have learned a lot. <laughs> like, it's true. University of Canterbury. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, I, like, I do love it. I do love what I'm studying. Um. But yeah, just trust yourself more, I think. I imagine you have very supportive uh, parents mm -hmm. and siblings, yep. one would hope. <laughs> For somebody who doesn't have that level of support, yep. or perhaps hasn't had the opportunities yep. that you have, trusting yep. yourself might be a, a real difficult mm. thing. Mm. Can you think of um, anywhere, perhaps in Christchurch, mm -hmm. that maybe has been sort of like a welcoming place for you that maybe is not... Mm -hmm. part of your family definitely at university i've found like it's just a great place to meet people i've found like the people that i'm living with are just so nice <laughs> they can listen to this and yeah what do they do um well they're mostly engineers <laughs> nice nice engineers nice wow engineers. that's strange yeah um also i've been involved in a lot of clubs and things at uni and just the space there is quite cool i think just like being with a bunch of people that are going through a similar experience kind of, I don't know, creates a nice environment. Mm -hmm. So those support networks, mm. really, mm. of, mm. of like-minded individuals. Yeah. Yep. Along those lines. Yep. Um, I think it's time for some more music. Yep. Because that's what the show really is about. Yep. Favourite piece. Yeah. Just just pick one out of all of, all yeah. of life. Well, that's the, that's the thing. I was thinking, what? I was like, how do I choose a favourite piece? Because... I honest, I listen to sort of different music, you know, every two weeks, like yep. make a new playlist or whatever. Yep. So the song I've settled on, it's called uh, Mi Manera by the Gypsy Kings. What's that translated to in English? So in English, it's My Way. So Frank Sinatra, My yes. Way. Yeah. Gotcha. Which is actually all based off a French song, Com d'Abitude or whatever, I think. Yep. Okay. Yep. That, so originally it was French and then there's Frank Sinatra's My Way and... I mean, Manila. So. The romantic languages have a lot to answer for. Yep. And why specifically the Gypsy Kings version? Well, 
for me, this song, it just something about the guitars. I don't know something about you. Just feel you can feel the soul in it. Yeah. I think, and I just this is one song that I just know I'll listen to, and I'll just never. I don't think I'll ever get sick of it. Possibly. <laughs> Por eso ya tanto la olvido Dejar un nuevo amor Tanto mejor, ay como el mío Dejar y la viven ahí en este mundo
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hannah Everingham on 96.9 Plains FM. Thanks for being with us today. Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance. They've been around since 2014, offering finance to businesses of all size through secured and unsecured loans. Starting out at just $5,000 on terms of up to five years. Obviously, T's and C's apply on all business lending. The best part is Mint Finance are super easy to deal with and they know what they're talking about. It's because they understand business and what you as an owner need from a finance partner. If you've got a great idea and just need the finance to see it through, then get in touch with Mint Finance today. You can call them on 0800 or you can visit mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hannah Everingham on Plains FM 96.9. Uh, just come out with a bit of thigh-slapping, toe-tapping, yep. guitar majesty. I want to talk about your stuff. Um, now, you released an EP this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's mm-hmm. that called? It is called CJF Mixtape. Why CJF? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> because, so, CJF is actually the start of my car number plate. Okay. And for me, the songs were about, it was like, um, for me, listening to music in my car is like one of the biggest things that I do, really. What do you drive? Uh, Ford Laser. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a great car. It's a great car. It's a great car, especially because I probably should sell it soon. Strong car. So it's yep. an awesome car. Yeah. Um, How many uh, Ks? Uh, over 200,000 now. Okay. Yeah. But it's not too bad. Yeah. What do you want for it? <laughs> Probably um, shouldn't use this interview as an opportunity <laughs> to, to sell your car. But if you are interested, it's got history. You know, yes, it's, it's, yep. it's got music all through it. Okay, yeah. so CJF, Ford Laser, mm-hmm. Mixtape, important place to listen to music. Yep. I knew I wanted to release an EP. Yeah. I knew I had these songs that I wanted to release. And I was like, you know, I could, I could call it something. I wanted to release an EP. Why? I imagine you've got more than four songs. Yeah. Is it because of the effort of producing 10 tracks yeah i think it kind of was and also because the songs that i had i wanted i just saw the four these four fitting together okay and i wanted to i was like i could release a single i could do because i hadn't like officially released anything i was like i could do whatever i wanted like especially because i was just you know putting it out there as like a independent type of artist Mm -hmm. um but for me i was like no i want these four songs to be out together so is there a um is there a theme that flows through these four tracks well, it's kind of the car thing. It's kind of the like journey, I think, starting somewhere, ending up somewhere else. And in the meantime, what do you, you know, it's like what you learn from it, the growth, I think, that happens from it, mm-hmm. which was why I called it CJ Mixtape. I was like, it's a homage to my car. Really? A love song. And you never know, you might get some sponsorship from Ford as well <laughs> yeah. down the track. Yeah. Hopefully. Talk quickly about the production process. Mm-hmm. Done by yourself? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Okay, so where was the tracking uh, done? So I housed a house last year, a really nice house in Sumner, beautiful place on Clifton Hill. Um, so a couple of songs I recorded there, like tracked it there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, the outro, was in the garage of my mum and dad's house. Mm-hmm. Just nice kind of reverb there. So that's a big thing for you is um, getting the natural reverb of mm. spaces. Mm. All right, so so we've got the tracks down. Um, what's your door of choice? I'm using GarageBand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 
And this is what's amazing because obviously the industry standard is mm. Pro Tools mm -hmm. and folks are using Logic, you mm. know, they're using GarageBand and so mm. on. But the, the result mm. is fantastic. Now, a lot of that comes down to your ear. How long have you been, um, I guess, you know, producing or yeah. using these programs? Probably 15. Mm -hmm. I probably started making my own stuff at high school. Yep. Um, partly for, you know, NCA requirements and that kind of thing, yeah. but also just out of a hobby. Obviously, I'd want to work with other people and I want to produce in a studio and I want to have great space and all of that jazz, but I just, I was like, I need, I want to do this. I want to make this myself, so I'll just do it. And this is what came out of it. Trusting yourself is important. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. who else did you bring in maybe as a second or third pair of ears for um, what you've done? My younger sister listened to some of it. Was that critical listening or was it just sort of a general vibe or feel or is this any good? Yeah, it was kind of a vibe thing, I think, for her. It was like, this is cool. And for me, the reason why I put this out was because I knew that I can I write music and that's what I do, but I also wanted to make that, like, knowing that actually this is what I do. Mm -hmm. So I put it out and sent it to some friends and then that was kind of it. What was their reaction? Um, everyone was everyone was very supportive. It was really nice. It was actually quite, yeah, it was quite nice to see people just like reacting. Like maybe we should send our music to people that don't mm, like us. Maybe you'll get a better reaction at least. Yeah. You know, yeah. The actual components of the recording. Um, is it all you on there? Did you bring any other yep. folks in to do anything? No, it is all me. Fantastic. Or okay. So what what real instruments are on there? So my guitar is all real. There's mm. all my own Les Paul uh -huh. 60s model. Yep. And the amp that I have, which is like a Fender Blues Junior one. And so both my guitars, the guitars that you hear on it are all real. And then everything else has been done through by either my brother's MIDI keyboard that I stole <laughs> from him. Uh, any particular artist that you would say may have influenced the production style or at least mm. the delivery? I think there's a couple um, like Charlie Berg. I was listening to a lot last year, which he's all produced his own stuff. Even like Rex Orange County, people like that. I kind of just found it interesting out of listening to how they produce their music. Is there anything you would have done differently in the production process? I just want my own space to be able to make stuff, you know, like everyone does. And for me, it's kind of the mixing side is something you need your own space to do. Like you need a space like to listen to it, like a room to listen to it. And so if you're just listening with headphones, like it's just not the same. Yeah. So I would And even the type of headphones yeah. that you're using. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to listen to off the EP? Um, we're going to listen to a song called Where My Heart Used To Be. Mm -hmm. um, Why this particular track? This one in particular because this is kind of like the acoustic version of this song almost. Um, but also it's kind of like, I made it and I was like, this is all it needs to be. Like, I don't see this needing more than what it says. So this was where my heart used to be. Any particular parts of the song that we should be listening out for that you particularly like? Any changes? Or? Um, for me, the kind of the melody of the song just came to me once when I was just sitting on my bed playing. <laughs> um, and I just like the song, like the tune. It's just kind of... One of those ones that you just get and then you roll with it. And then the song becomes what it is and that's it, yeah. All that we could be And all that we have been 
Try Taha Sparkling Tonic. It's made right here in New Zealand from the best natural ingredients. Manuka honey, organic ginger, and kawakawa. The medicinal benefits of these three are well known, but when they're combined, you get a healthy taste sensation that's out of this world! Fortunately, you can buy Taha right now from supermarkets, cafes, and bars all over New Zealand. Find out more at taha.nz. Taha. A drink from the edge of the world. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hannah Everingham on Plains FM 96.9, where my heart used to be. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm. It's better than good. It's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go. I think more people should be using GarageBand. <laughs> That's stunning, the, um, the result that you've, you've turned out. There's so yeah. much space in that recording. So what would you achieve? Is it more just you don't have to go and set up all your gear again? I mean, having mm. that sort of des- designated mm. space to do your stuff. I just feel like I want to create more stuff and that's what I want to do. <laughs> it's like an itch that you have that you just want to make stuff. And so I'd make it anywhere, like whatever space it's all right, I can like deal with. Yeah. But you do wonder what, what you could do if given different, you know, which is why I've enjoyed like, you know, working with just other musicians. Yeah. 
and just seeing like like when I play this music live, it's just a different feel. Yep. Um, you know, playing with other musicians as opposed to creating it all yourself and having it all, you know, the tracks done and everything. Vocally, do you deliver it in the, the same way? Is it is easy? Because it sounds effortless. Mm. It's an effortless delivery. Mm. That's something I'm actually doing a performance voice pa- as a like part of my music in the arts degree. And so that's something I've been working on this year a lot more is the kind of, because I, you know, I play and sing at the same time. For me, it's like maintaining both qualities of, you know, the same energy on both instruments, you know, on your as you're singing as well as you're playing. Um, I think it's probably, it's similar to the recording, but just different when it's live. What's been your most rewarding memory? Musically. Okay, yeah, to be honest, it would be this EP that I've made because it is kind of like a summary of just what I've been working on for a while and getting to the point where I can actually make the sound that I want. I mean, I am only using garage bands, but I just I didn't want that to just limit the sound that I could make, So, which was where I was like, no, if I want this drums to sound real, I'll just work at it until it sounds like how I want it to sound. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, How many hours do you reckon went into it? I don't know. Because I'd already, you know, produced a lot at school, Mm -hmm. I kind of had the, like, you know, I knew the interface and, like, you know, you've got that stuff down. It would have, yeah, it would have been a lot. But also this was what I loved doing, so it didn't feel like work, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, You've done a release gig Mm -hmm. for the the EP. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else do you want to do to get it out there or is it done well that's what i can't help but wonder i like you know because i keep creating stuff but then you it it's i still want people to hear it so that's a good question i'm still working and i got ideas happening for with band people and stuff like that so yeah and in a way you do need that there for mm. people for reference when yep. they hear you play live and they mm. say oh cool yeah. Got some stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, so plans wise, um, mm-hmm. where do you want to get out to? You've talked about laneways because it's mm-hmm. got some amazing people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, talked about nostalgia fest. Yep. Even I'm sure that's probably mm. coming back for 2020. Yeah. Um, where do you want to? What do you want to do? Let, let's just say 2020. I'm working on the band because obviously I have all the stuff. But if you can't play it live and if you can't have you know a decent set worth, then like, like no one wants to listen to you for like 10 minutes like <laughs> um so i'm working on getting the band together i don't know but also just excited i'm just excited to make more stuff see where it goes i'm going to ask 20 year old hannah mm-hmm. a difficult question now because you know it's mm-hmm. difficult enough for for 40 something year old ian what's the pitch for the band mm, yep um hey come and you probably won't get paid anything but it's going to be a great time <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a fun one. I mean, aside from the musical joy of playing that, because yeah. that is some pretty sweet stuff. There's a lot of yeah. warm fuzzies yeah. going on there. Yep. But any other artists, you know what sort of deal they do with um, with their backing musicians? For me, it's always going to be, the music is always going to be why I'm there. It's not really like, you know, like, some. I don't know, sometimes you can just feel, someone's on stage and they're just, you can just feel that they're not really doing it for like, the music that they're creating they're kind of just there because it's great like you know everyone loves a good performance but I think that's why part of being in a band is like being a part of a group it's not really going to be about 
I don't know, maybe I'll change my name. Maybe I'll get a band name. So past getting the band together, mm-hmm. let's say we got the band together. Yep. Let's say uh, we've got enough material for an album and let's yep. say we've recorded that album. Yep. Um, where to, where oh, to from there? Yeah, it's like tours, more yeah. music, festivals, yeah. everything. And where does the physics fit into this? I don't know, maybe when I'm 40, I don't know, I'll use it. We'll come back in 2039 to yes. ask that question. Yep. When do the studies officially stop? Uh, I think end of next year, sort of a year and a half more, about a year to go. Lifelong learner, so never really. But Huge, <laughs> huge. Um, I have given you a real hard time during this interview, which is fantastic, <laughs> only because I know you can you can handle it. Um, we should really sort of end the interview mm-hmm. on, a, on a musical high, as yep. it were. Yep. Uh, what else do you want to play? Someone I'd love to work with is really, uh, you know, you look around and you see those musicians who are consistently making good, like every album is something you listen to and it's just like a piece of art, you know? And for me, the person that that is is like, it sounds cliche because everyone's like, oh, John Mayer, like, oh, John Mayer. Cause, but the reason why he's good and he's popular is because he's good. Like, so for me, I'd yeah, want to work with him one day, who mm-hmm. knows? But just because of the way that every single album he makes is good. Every single one. Like, oh. <laughs> and he's someone that seems to straddle that jazz pop yeah. category yep. very well. Where yep. did he study? I think he started like possibly at Berkeley, but then left early. Yeah, left after a year or whatever. Yeah. Didn't finish it. Which is another reason why I think I just think he's quite cool because of just the way that he hasn't really followed a specific you know. That's true, but he is the point zero 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 one percent. Hey, yep. but if you got it, what uh, John Mayer track do you want to hear? Um, this one, I think, Still Feel Like Your Man, mm-hmm. which is from his Search for Everything album. Why this track? This one, because for me, this album was an amazing mix of, a blend of like, you know, all a lot of different genres. Like you, you feel like this country, there's, you know, jazz more influencing it. And this song for me is just another one that top plays on my Spotify. And I was like, well, this is just a good one. So I'll just go with this one. You know, there's so many songs in the world. I don't know how you could choose just one to play. So this is the one. That's absolutely amazing. Hannah, you've been an absolutely <laughs> fantastic guest. Thank I you hope so John Mayer never listens to this. So. Oh, I hope he does. Oh. <laughs> I hope he hears you. You never know. New Zealand Support Act. John, there you yep. go. Give us a call. <laughs> Thank you so much. I still feel like a man oh. I still feel like a I 
shampoo in my shower In case you wanna wash your hair And I know that you probably found yourself some more somewhere But I do not really care Cause as long as it is there I still feel like you're mad time for my track of the week. I've been going through the top five for the Silver Scroll this month and we're at the Beths. This is a track called Happy Unhappy. the 
was the Beths with Happy Unhappy. The Silver Scroll will be presented next Wednesday in Auckland, and I wish all the final five the best of luck. Now, I teased you earlier with a track from the Eels, so just so we can all reminisce about those holidays in Golden Bay, here's I Need Some Sleep. That's all for today. My guest was Hannah Everingham. You can find out more about what she's up to by going to gardenofsound.nz, clicking on her photo on the front page. On that page, there's links to Hannah's social media, most of the tracks we played today on a bespoke Spotify playlist. Make sure you check out her EP too. This has been Garden of Sound, presented by Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Haere rā.